Welcome to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast. I'm Rick Samprin. We finally have labor peace in the CFL. Hamilton music star Tom Wilson is sharing his legacy with McMaster University. Hamilton has a new magazine that promotes all the cool things in our city. The Bulldogs are one win away from reaching the OHL final. A former Ticats player is giving back, and Hamilton celebrates all things Africa. The GMH podcast starts now. This is the Good Morning Hamilton podcast on 9 Yeah, we're celebrating today here on Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML. Not only is the end of the work week, beautiful Friday morning, at least not weather-wise, but it's Friday. It is also a big day for the Canadian Football League and the CFL Players Association, because if you missed it last night, they not only agreed on a new collective bargaining agreement, this time around, it was ratified by the players. It's a seven-year agreement. It ensures labor peace for at least five years, at which time the players can opt out when the TSN TV deal expires. But for the moment, we can finally start to focus on what's happening between the lines as opposed to what's happening in the boardrooms or the virtual calls. Tim Baines is a sports columnist with Post Media and the Ottawa Sun and joins us now on Good Morning Hamilton. Tim, good morning. How are you? Well, good morning. Uh, even though where I'm looking out at well, it's raining outside, and we've got a football game here in Ottawa tonight, but we have labor peace, and that's really what we wanted. Bit of a sigh of relief, I would think. Well, huge, huge sigh of relief. You never want, uh, you never want a, a labor dispute, and you certainly don't want lockouts and strikes. I was a little worried, to be honest, about the possibility of missing maybe one or two more preseason games. Where was your confidence level at over the last week? It's been wavering. I mean, it's been a roller coaster ride up and down. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, my feeling was if they missed, if they missed any time, then then we could be talking about something going into the season. And I think the longer it went, the more at risk they were of guys basically saying, I, "I've had enough," and guys leaving camp and going home for whatever job, something outside of football. I think there was a very real danger that the league was going to lose players uh, who just would have had enough and, and, and didn't want to wait, and we're going to go home for that certain paycheck, doing whatever it was. Yeah, and that would have been damaging to the league uh, on a number of fronts. Well, you, you, you never want that. You don't want a loss of talent. Uh, I mean, they're staring at uh, the, the USFL this year. They're staring at the XFL next year. Uh, they really needed to get their businesses in order and get the football players back on the field and playing football games, and and earning some revenue. It's been a rough couple of years. It has certainly been. Tim Baines is our guest sports columnist with the Ottawa Sun and Post Media as the CFL and the Players Association coming together on a new collective bargaining agreement, a seven-year deal, which was ratified uh, last night by the players. By the way, Ottawa hosting Toronto tonight. Uh, Another game later on tonight, Edmonton in Winnipeg, and the Tiger Cats hosting Montreal tomorrow night. You can hear that game right here on 900 CHML. One of the big sticking points, perhaps the biggest sticking point in these negotiations, was the Canadian ratio which is going to remain the same this year seven canadian starters in 2022 but it changes uh come next year and then beyond why was this such a big issue for the players association i think the players um i i, I mean <laughs> it wasn't that long ago and we are i guess we are going back a few years the canadian uh, the ratio was at 10 i think the theory is that once you give 
that's something you're not going to get back. And, and, and who knows, next contract negotiation, maybe the league pushes. They just keep pushing the Canadian ratio further and further down. So for the Canadian players, they really dug their heels in on that. Certainly not the only issue, though. Um, and we kept going back to the Canadian ratio. But I think, I think as soon as the league put forward some ratification money, that really, really helped appease, uh, I, I think in particular, the American players who had problems with the deal as well. I think when you, when you wave a, a fistful of money at some players, um, it helps some of the other sticking points to the deal go away. Yeah, as we know, money is always a huge stumbling block. It sounds like the players, you know, even aside from the ratification bonus, which is just over a million bucks, sounds like the players made some pretty big gains. They have revenue sharing, which includes Grey Cup revenue, uh, minimum salary increases, uh, in addition to the ratification bonus. It sounds like the players got a pretty good deal here. It, it really does. And if you again, if you look back, it seems like the players always get the short end of the stick when they're dealing with the CFL. And I think over that number of years, there's a, there's a bit of distrust. So when you talk about things like revenue sharing, I think there's still a bit of a distrust from, from the players that are, you know, are, are they really, really going to give us our share? So when you, again, when you look back at the history of labor negotiations with the league, they, they, they certainly got some good, there were some good gets for the players in this. You're never going to get everything you're looking for in a labor negotiation. Uh, but, but, but I think they have to be relatively happy, and certainly by their vote last night, uh, it was it was acceptable. Our guest on Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML is Tim Baines, longtime sports columnist with the Ottawa Sun and Post Media. We're talking about the new CBA between the CFL and the Players Association. Uh, actually, let's let's forget about the CBA. Let's talk about what's happening between the lines because. Ottawa has a few players that Hamilton fans are used to cheering for in Jeremiah Masoli, uh, Jalen Acklin, Sean Burke, the new GM, a former Ticat. Um, what do you make of this Red Blacks team going into 2022? Well, there's certainly hope. This is a team that won three games and lost 15 in 2019. And then again last year came back in, in the shortened season and won only three games. So I think you've got to peddle hope to your fan base. And, and certainly there's, there's been a huge remake. I don't know that in my time covering a football team, I've seen this kind of turnover. Um, and, and so really it starts with the offense that was, was just pathetic last year. Uh, they bring a, a starting quarterback in Jeremiah in. They bring Jalen Acklin and, and several new receivers in. They rebuild their offensive line, which was, which was absolutely horrible partly due to injuries and some retirements last year. So really, really, they've, they've just turned the roster upside down. And I guess tonight, when we're going to get our first look at it, a lot of those newcomers are going to start. And while uh, they may not hit the ground fully running tonight, uh, I, again, I think there's hope for a team that maybe they don't win the Grey Cup, but certainly it's a team that, that can be competitive on the football field where fans aren't looking, you know, the team is not down by... 17 points at halftime and the fans are running for the exit. <laughs> yeah, that's never a good sign. One last question for you. Got about 30 seconds or not. Stranger things have happened in the CFL, but could this possibly, if things go well, be a playoff team this year? We've, we've really seen strange things. We saw a Red Blacks team back in 2014, expansion year, win two games, and the next year in 2015, get to the Grey Cup with, with 12 wins. Certainly, things in the CFL can change very, very quickly. And yes, this is a team that can be very competitive. And if things go right, 
it's a team that can compete and, and potentially be a playoff team. And once in the CFL, we've seen if you can get into the playoffs, who knows what happens. It's already great talking about the CFL and not having to refer to CBAs and negotiations and the like. Uh, looking forward to seeing these guys start to play. Tim, appreciate the time today. Enjoy the game tonight and good luck all season. Thanks so much for having me on. As Tim Baines, longtime sports columnist with the Ottawa Sun and Post Media. You can check him out online and on social media. Yes, the deal is done. Argos at Red Blacks tonight in preseason game. Uh, number one for each of those two teams. Edmonton takes on the two-time defending champion Blue Bombers later on tonight. And two games tomorrow, BC's in Calgary. It's a 4 p.m. Eastern time start. And the Tiger Cats and Alouettes will kick off their preseason tomorrow night at Tim Hortons Field, 7 o'clock kickoff, 6 p.m. pregame show here on 900 CHML. After the game, we'll have, after each and every game, in fact, head coach Orlando Steinauer from the locker room, a Ticats player, and 30 minutes after the final whistle of every Ticats game this season, we will launch into the fifth quarter. You're listening to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast from 900 CHML. We are pleased to be joined by an award-winning Hamilton music icon. His name is Tom Wilson, and he has donated his archive. We're talking draft lyrics, photos, notes, drawings to the McMaster University Library. And uh, this is for all to see for... Well, I'm hoping until the end of time. Tom Wilson joins us now on Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML. Tom, good morning. How are you? Hey, how are you guys doing? Not too bad. So why did you do this? Uh, I was asked, I was actually asked to do this. Um, I would never assume that uh, anything that I've ever created or produced would ever be interesting enough for a university to want it. Uh, But (laughs) McMaster came to me. Um, and it's a fascinating collection uh, of, of, of creative material, of writings, of paintings, of music, not from me, but from other people. I, I originally knew about this library because I was the curator uh, of the music for Bruce Coburn's uh, ceremony several years ago. Um, but when they took me down to the library, I mean, I saw scriptures, handwritten scriptures by monks from 2000 years ago. And <laughs> the first draft of a clockwork orange with Burgess's handwritten notes in, in the columns. I mean, it's, it's a fast, uh, to be, to be a part of that collection is, is an honor. So no, um, just to go back to your question, uh, I would never, I would never assume that uh, that anything that I did would be belonging with any uh, would belong with any of that. So when um, when those at the William Reddy Division of Archives and Research Collections at the McMaster University Library said, "Hey Tom, we want some of your stuff." What what, what was going through your mind? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> um it made me uh, it made me kind of dig pa- back into uh I used to travel before you know, before phones and computers, before we had uh, phones that we carried with us and were a part of our every minute of every day. Um, I, I carried notebooks with me when I toured uh, with Junk House in Europe. Uh, I, I, I tra- carried notebooks from uh, through high school. Uh, I had drawings from uh, from the time that I started really drawing. So um, I, I guess that they're looking for the arc in the uh, in the journey of uh, of a creative path. 
And uh, that that's an interesting thing in itself. It doesn't have to be me, and it doesn't have to be Burgess. It doesn't have to be Bruce Coburn. It's just anybody's journey in the creative world would be a fascinating one. Um, so uh, it's a great honor to be a part of this. And now your journey is going to be on display for all to see. How cool is that? What do you think people are going to think about your 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 collection of, of, of things? They're going to think, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I don't know what they'll think. I'll probably be dead. But uh, uh, what I did do, just to let you guys know, and, and it was uh, from my daughter's uh, coaxing, uh, once they asked me to do that, uh, she said, well, you know what, if, if, if you're there, they're asking you to do something. This is a great honor. Now it's time for you to give something back, Dad. And um, and I did. I started uh, an Indigenous scholarship in honor of Bunny Wilson at McMaster University, and we are we're launching that. And we're just, uh, I think, we're rounding the quarter million dollar mark with uh, with funds that uh, we've raised in the last short while. And we're having two concerts this weekend uh, to celebrate that and to uh, bring awareness that the scholarship is uh, is landing. Yeah, tell us about the concerts. This is pretty cool, and this is going to be, you know, fun stuff for Tom Wilson fans or just music fans in general. Well, it's. Uh, I mean, we had uh, my 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 musical director and uh, the guy who uh, writes these beautiful charts for my songs, Darcy Hapner. Um, he was hired to do the uh, ceremony that's happening tonight at McMaster University for my archives. And so we're keeping the hall for two more nights. We have a uh, string section, uh, full band. Uh, Colin Linden, my bandmate from Blackie and the Rodeo Kings, has just flown up from Nashville to do these shows this weekend. Tara Lightfoot uh, is uh, flying in from uh, Minneapolis to come and do these shows. Logan Stats from the Six Nations, Layla Stats, uh, Janet Rogers, uh, uh, Indigenous uh, poet and uh, poet laureate, writer in residence at McMaster University. She's going to be joining us. It's going to be a great night. The first the first night, the Friday night, is almost sold out. There's still some tickets for the second night this Saturday. And it's at the L.R. Wilson Concert Hall, uh, which is where uh, the downstairs John used to be, <laughs> for, <laughs> for anybody who can remember that. Our guest on Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML is award-winning Hamilton musician Tom Wilson. He's donating his archive to the McMaster University Library. Do you have a most cherished item that's going to be in this archive? Uh, geez, I don't know about that, you know. Uh, I mean, uh, we've we, they just did a... I, I guess the first draft of, of my first book, uh, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting... It doesn't go that far back. It only goes about five years back. But that was a journey. Writing a book was a journey that I didn't think that I'd ever be uh, undertaking. Uh, Penguin Random House asked me to write a book, uh, I guess, about uh, seven years ago. Uh, The book came out five years ago. I'm writing a second book. And from that book, uh, first book, uh, a documentary, they made a movie about that book, uh, beautiful scars and it just launched at uh hot dogs in toronto hmm. and it's going to be starting to make theater visits uh, during the summer but i i guess that that entire thread that journey of my life that part of my life finding out that i was not a puffy sweaty irish guy on the east mountain of hamilton like i thought i was i was actually uh, a mohawk and all of my family was from gunawage just outside montreal um that that whole journey being documented not only um uh, in the pages of my book uh, but also now on 
on the big screen, uh, <laughs> I guess you could say. that That's an interesting part of the journey, and that's something that I'm going to be handing over a lot of the footage from, from this film over to uh, McMaster, uh, probably in about a year. That is awesome stuff. More details of the Tom Wilson archive can be found on the McMaster University Library website. Looking forward to seeing it myself. Tom, really appreciate your time today, and uh, best of luck down the road. Thanks, you guys. Uh, Have a great weekend, too, okay? You're listening to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast from 900 CHML. A new publication called Hamilton City Magazine is being launched, a digital and print magazine that's going to focus on the city's culture, arts, and music renaissance. And here to talk about it is the co-founder of the magazine, Jeff Martin. Jeff, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning to you. I hope you're doing well today. I'm doing fantastic. When I first heard about this story, I thought... Aren't magazines going the way of the dodo bird? Uh, why are you getting into this? Not so much. Well, one, I guess the first thing is uh, the five of us that are involved in this were involved with the previous uh, magazine, Hamilton Magazine. Uh, the former editor, Mark Skolnick, is our new editor. Uh, Meredith McLeod and I were both feature writers. Uh, Mark Wu of uh, Tujan uh, is our digital director. And we decided because there's been a void in Hamilton uh, for the last three years, uh, we were really disappointed when the magazine was shut down by Post Media. Uh, for I, I don't know what the reason was. We didn't. We weren't given a reason. So we decided about two years ago that we would uh, we would start uh, this project, and we didn't think it was going to take this long. And then COVID came in and kind of put us off for a while. And so for the past eighteen months, we've been working on this. So you feel uh, that the need still exists in the community to have something like this? Absolutely, Hamilton. I mean, especially the last couple of years, when you think of all the things we've gone through, you know, outside of COVID, in the arts community, the the food, the the, the explosion of of the food sector in Hamilton. Uh, there's been so many new things evolving in Hamilton, and there's not a lot of places to go find out these things. So uh, we also want to have a big arts and culture section. Um, the arts, the music's the music scene in this city is uh, is among the best in, in of Canadian cities. So, and we think there's a demand out there. We've had huge. Uh, unbelievable support from across the city, from businesses, uh, retailers, artists, musicians, the city itself. So we think it's going to do well. You know, and it is tough putting a new magazine together in this era of technology, but we're going to offer both print and digital. Yeah, I was going to ask, how much does it cost to launch a new magazine these days? Let's say it's not cheap. You know, <laughs> um, on the print side of things, I mean, paper over the last two or three years, like everything else, has just been soaring in cost. We've seen paper go up 30, 40% over the last three or four years. Uh, we consulted with a lot of other uh, Canadian magazines, City Magazine, Vancouver, Toronto, Calgary, Edmonton, and had a lot of support from them. You know, uh, they're really happy to see another magazine come up and, ha- you know, come open up in, ha- in Canada because we've seen the demise of a lot of magazines because of the digital era. But there's still a lot of support out there for magazines, for sure. Why is it important to have a physical magazine? Why not just do something online and, and trim some of those costs? We, we could, but we thought uh, of all the magazines we looked at, both in the U.S. and Canada, the most successful city magazines had both going, you know. And, and there are a lot of people still that they want that hard copy. They want to touch the paper, you know, turn the pages. And the difference will be in the long term, people who have print, print subscriptions will get access to extra online material. So if we're doing a, a feature story on you today and in the magazine, there's a story, there's interviews, there's print online, there's going to be a lot more. There could be you know, digital uh, videos. There could be, if you're a musician, we may have some video of your songs, you know, things like that. So we're, we're hoping 
that the print uh, the print subscriptions will increase, that's and we're doing all right right now. So. Yeah, that, that'll be one of our one of our, our goals is to increase our print subscriptions too. And it also goes out to we'll be using them for tourism in the hotels ac across the Greater Hamilton area. Uh, we're we're looking to do some partnerships with the city, uh, the Chamber of Commerce, the the fourteen BIAs. So so uh, we've we're we've got high expectations. Our guest on Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML, Jeff Martin, the co-founder of Hamilton City Magazine. It is launching and focusing on the city's culture, arts, and music renaissance. Uh, you launched a crowdfunding campaign to help get this thing off the ground. How has that gone? It's going well. Uh, we're in our last week, so next week will be our final week. Uh, we've raised quite a bit of money so far. We're not at our goal yet. But some of the perks that we've been given away are extraordinary Hamilton experiences. And we just added four new perks, uh, the Thai Cats Labor Day Classic. There's two platinum tickets, access to the caretaker's lounge, food and beverages and access to the players. We have another Bulldogs party for 10 people. Uh, and also includes a, 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 a hockey stick signed by the entire team. Uh, local artist, Paul Elia, he, we're going to be giving uh, two of his large prints. Uh, we've got some really inc incredible in-home concerts. Uh, three of them have sold out with Harrison Kennedy and Mark Sasso of Elliott Brood. We've got a, a package for The Forge, and it's 16 to 20 people in a box with uh, food and beverages. We've got a, um, a, a lot of restaurants have supported us. We have a Taste of Rap Scallion on James North. It's a tasting menu for four people. There's a grand feast, a banquet feast for 10 and we have a, a real a real kind of rare thing open the vault it's uh, the art gallery of hamilton had given us uh, a tour for 10 people uh to act, to get into the agh's vault to see um you know that how they put uh exhibitions together and that's not available to the public and one of the most important perks we're trying to trying to push is a one-year subscription so and there's a lot more there's just uh it's been incredible the support that we've gotten from businesses and artists and musicians across the city. How can our listeners contribute to the crowdfunding campaign? They can, the, first, the easiest way is if they go to our website, we, we created what we call a preview edition. It's a, a 32 page print and our online website. So people can get a sense of what the magazine is going to look like. So if they go to hamiltoncitymagazine.ca, they can see the magazine online. Uh, they can click to our crowdfunding campaign uh, and also take a look at the print preview if they want to, all at the same time. So HamiltonCityMagazine.ca is our is our is our site. And what's in the preview edition? What can people see in that magazine? Oh well, let me see. Uh, the the cover story for that is Tom Wilson. We've done a story on Tom Wilson, um, who's you know music royalty in the city. We have uh, did an interview with um, uh, Doctor uh, Mark from Doctor Disc. Uh, let me see what else we got. <laughs> I should know this by heart. We uh, did an interview with the the team that's putting on the Hamilton Black Film Festival, which is on right now. Yeah. Uh, we did a great interview with them. We um, uh, a gentleman named Ryan Moran has uh, launched his own company, Locking King, making uh, making watches. So uh, we've done an interview with him and fantastic quality watches. And uh, and there's record reviews, some book reviews. Uh, it's quite a bit and for how, a small preview. How often will new editions be released? Uh, six times a year. So the print edition will be six times a year. The online will keep going. It'll be continuous. We'll be adding new content every day. We're developing our own, uh, what we call a round table of advisors. So we're, we're reaching out to different sectors of the Hamilton community to have people to, you know, connect with us and make sure we're aware of what's going on. We really want this to be a community magazine. You know, our whole for the love of Hamilton is our marketing tagline. And it really is the five of us. We love this city. 
Uh, we think the city deserves a high quality magazine and, and something that other people can participate in too. Well, it sounds like you're well on your way to a successful uh, venture and adventure. Jeff, really appreciate yeah. your time today. Congratulations thus far and good luck down the road. Uh, thank you, Rick, so much. And you have a great day, great weekend. Thanks, you too. Jeff Martin, co-founder of Hamilton City Magazine. You can check it out online, hamiltoncitymagazine.com. You're listening to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast from 900 CHML. Well, it is a hockey team that has been scorching hot, especially at the turn of the calendar and certainly in the Ontario Hockey League playoffs. That is the Hamilton Bulldogs. Still perfect as they head into game four tonight in North Bay as they take on the battalion. And here to talk about it, is the head coach of the Bulldogs, Jay McKee. Jay, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm good, Rick. Thanks for having me. Uh, 6-4 win back in Game 3. You fell behind early in that hockey game. You storm back to take a 3-1 lead. North Bay comes back to tie it at 3 midway through the second. Logan Morrison gives you guys the lead again just over two minutes after North Bay tied it up, and you go on to win the hockey game, as I mentioned, 6-4. to How good has Logan Morrison been in these playoffs and this season? Oh, he's been fantastic, and and even off the ice, he's been a leader uh, with this group. Uh, fantastic person, fantastic work ethic, and he really hasn't slowed up at all. Uh, he, he parlayed a great regular season into the playoffs, and and really nothing has changed in his game. He's just uh, stayed on fire and, and uh, finds his teammates. His shot has been great. Uh, work ethic, everything, everything in there is, is there. He's been a complete player and uh, a guy we're really proud to have on our team. So, can we confirm that NHL scouting staffs missed on Morrison? Uh, yeah, I would think so. Um, you know, I, I think with the the COVID lockout and, and you know missing a year and a half of hockey, I think that uh, you know, understandably, it might have been a challenge for scouts to uh to do things as they normally would and and he you know was probably looked over uh largely in part due to that um you know i think i think there's a lot of guys on our team that uh, we don't talk about it a lot because it, it, it you know essentially is a distraction for them but there's a lot of guys that are getting calls about um whether it's steve Steos, myself or my coaching staff uh, there's a lot of questions uh um, about a lot of players, not just our draft eligibles, but guys like Morrison, uh, Hayes, um, you know, and others, uh, White on the back end, um, you know, Humphrey Shirk. There's been a lot of phone calls, uh, questions about guys. So, you know, I think it's a testament to what these guys have done, not only as a group this year, but individually as well. You've played at the highest level and in some big games, and you'll probably agree that the hardest game to win in any best-of-seven series is that fourth game. But your team didn't waver in round one or round two and swept both those series. What's the key to closing out this series in game four tonight? Well, it's continuing continuing to play the way that we have been uh, really over the past few months. And, um, you know, we have an offensive hockey club. We have skilled guys we can defend. Um, but it, really, I believe the, the secret to our success is, has been largely in part to the, how we play without the puck. Um, you know, we don't we don't have offensive players that cheat on the offense or don't care necessarily about playing in their D zone. Um, you know, we're good at defending as a, as a five man group, and when we turn pucks over, our guys aren't being lazy getting back. They're they're getting back hard and trying to lift sticks from behind and we've really gotten a buy-in from our, our whole group of 12 forwards. And, um, you know, I, I think that's been 
a big part of uh, the success that we've had. And, and in order to continue having success, we have to continue playing that way, which our guys have done to this point. Jay McKee is our guest on Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML. Jay is the head coach of the Hamilton Bulldogs going for sweep number three as they visit North Bay tonight in game four of the OHL's Eastern Conference Final. I asked Bulldogs play-by-play announcer Reed Duffy uh, this question earlier this week. 21 straight wins, I think it is now. 11-0 and in the playoffs. 50-4 and in 2022. No losses at home this year. Which stat out of all those do you value the most? <laughs> None of them. Um, you know what? Honestly, we, we, we don't look back at, at things in the past, whether it's games or stats or individual awards. Um, you know, we can talk about all that stuff when, when we've achieved our goals at the end of the season. Uh, this is a team that really, really goes day by day and refocuses on the next game ahead. Um, you know, I think, I think those are all great accomplishments and, and things that, that we'll be excited to talk about when the season's over. But um, you know, we're just looking uh, forward with with every day here. For the record, he picked at the time it was forty nine and four in twenty twenty two. It just spoke to the consistency of the team. In saying that, have you ever been associated with a team at whatever level that's been this dominant? No, I haven't. Uh, I, I think uh, you know, a testament to the the, the players that Steve Stayos brought in and the work that he's put in uh, through drafting and, and uh, you know, development's a big part of it, obviously, and players uh, being hungry and focused and uh, uh, coming to the rink every day looking to get better. Um, no, I have not been part of a team, um, you know, that is, has played the way that these guys have as consistently as, as they have. And, you know, I've often said that, you know, when you talk about, certain players let's say Patrice Bergeron you know he's known as a as a 200 foot player he, he cares about playing both ways on the puck not just the offense and and I, I really believe when you look through our forward group specifically um, we have 12 players that, that play a 200 foot game and that that's uh, as I mentioned earlier a big part as to why these players have earned the success that they've uh, continued to earn uh, month after month here. Well, the Bulldogs have been incredibly fun to watch all season long, certainly in these playoffs. Jay, good luck tonight. Thanks for joining us on this busy morning, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking about a trip to the OHL Championship uh, very soon. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks. Thanks, guys. You're listening to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast from 900 CHML. Cool new community initiative, and it's being launched by a former Hamilton Tiger Cats player. It's called Dollars for Doors. And it's going to literally open doors for community charities. Here to talk about it is the owner of Stala Building Solutions, Dave Stala. Dave, welcome to the program. How are you? Good morning, Rick. What's going on, man? What is Dollars for Doors all about? How does it work? Um, basically, uh, we got a, our retail store downtown Hamilton, Stella Building Solutions. Uh, we specialize in uh, custom doors, and we sell a lot of trim doors and flooring. So uh, we came up with a program, basically, um, dollar for doors, which every door we sell, we'll, we'll do, we'll, we will donate a dollar, and then we ask the client to match that uh, portion, whatever. So say they buy 10, 10 doors, we'll, we'll, we'll donate $10, and then we're asking them to donate 10, 10 bucks, And then we also have a community partner, uh, which is going to donate the total over the quarter. Over the quarter. So basically, Mission 35 is going to match whatever we donate and the clients donate this month. So it's just an initiative that uh, you know we started uh, you know, trying to get back into the community here. Uh, I grew up in Hamilton, and a lot of stuff was you know I was helped you know a lot of people helped me along my way for my journey for football, and even in Hamilton, it's a very uh, 
community like a city that, you know, we try to get involved. Yeah, and this is a great way for you to give back to the community that gave you so much. Oh, for sure. I, and everything I did, it wasn't by myself. Uh, I had great coaches, great people that helped me out. There's, there was times that, you know, uh, parents took me to games, you know, pay, pay for my food. So if we could do a little bit of that to, you know, certain foundations or different programs, we'll, we'll definitely do that. Yeah. Now, a dollar a door doesn't sound like much, but if you're selling, you know, 10 doors here and 20 doors there and 30 doors to another client, it's going to add up. Do you have a fundraising goal in mind? Uh, no, but I, I think, you know, it's, it's quarterly. So every you know, right now we're going to donate our, our charities uh, to Canusa Games. Um, Canusa Games, uh, you know, some of our staff, staff members played in them. When I was a kid, uh, I was billeted in Flint, Michigan, and, you know, the family took care of me. So it's a good program um, that we want to give back to. And I think, you know, I think we're over $1,000 right now. And then plus uh, the community partner probably match that. So we're probably about to $2,000 right now. So we're going to try to, you know, scale up as much as we can. But uh, the biggest thing is just be a part of the community, where, you know, that has done so much for us. That's awesome. Canusa Games is close to my heart as well. They do uh, wonderful work, not only, as you mentioned, in Flint, Michigan, but of course here in Hamilton as well for years and decades, really. Uh, do you remember participating in Canusa and what sports did you uh, participate in? Yeah, the funny thing is I actually, when I was younger and uh, 15 years old, 14, I played tennis. It was no other, you know, that was, I went down to Flint, Michigan and played tennis. Um, and the first time I actually golfed was down there. So, it brought me into that stuff, and I'm still golfing from uh, from that experience as a kid. So um, it was a great experience for me. And there's a lot of kids that um, basically, you know, need some funds or some help to, you know, be able to do these things. So we're trying to help them out. How how close were you to being a Roger Federer or a Rafael Nadal? Oh, that's far off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Football worked out, and, and you know, I had a good career in CFL, but uh, never knew what I was going to play because I played basketball, soccer, and hockey in high school. So. Football was the one that worked out, I, and football started when I was 16, so I didn't really know what was going to happen. It's pretty cool. Our guest is Dave Stalla, owner of Stalla Building Solutions, and of course a former star player with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, uh, and is uh, launching a community initiative called Dollars for Doors uh, that is going to open some doors for community charities. Canusa Games is first off the list, and you mentioned uh, Mission 35 Mortgages, and owner Brian Hogman is teaming up with you guys to boost those funds. Yeah, so uh, you know we're donating every time we, we, we sell a door, but then um, we, we're doing this quarterly, so we're going to look for different community partners to be involved every time. And Brian stepped up, stepped up to the plate first and asked, you know, he was so excited about this, and he's going to be our first, we call it a hero, because um, he's going to donate and match everything that we sell. So hats off to Mission 35 and Brian to being our first partner on this program. You founded uh, your company back in 2020. As you mentioned, you specialize in doors as well as uh, hardware, flooring, trim. What's business been like through the pandemic for you? It was tough at first. Uh, we opened up, you know, right in COVID. And, you know, I had an idea um, for a store downtown Hamilton, which is pretty much missing. There's nothing, there's no, there's no trim doors or trim door or flooring stores downtown Hamilton. So if you got to go get something, it's probably like Ancaster, Burlington, or, you know, some stores. So, We've tried to create a one-stop shop um, downtown there on King and Wentworth, and it's, it's been pretty good. Uh, we got eight employees now. We got a couple trucks on the road, so we're we're growing slowly. But the pandemic has been it's been tough for us. But um, over the last few you know few four or five months, uh, we've been going strong, and it's, business has been great. I will say the bu- the building is absolutely beautiful, and uh, uh, there's no doubt you guys are busy because there's a lot of things that are in that store. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been great, and uh, we have a great team. Uh, our, all our all, all our uh, employees are athletes, former athletes. So we, we just kind of know how to get things done. That's the main goal for our business, just trying to 
try to make it easier for contractors, uh, renovators, or flippers uh, to get easier, easier to get material and um, you know, try to speed up and make things easier for them. Awesome stuff, Dave. Appreciate your time. Best of luck with Dollars for Doors, and uh, ho- hopefully uh, you guys raise a lot of money. Yes, that's the plan. So thank you very much, Rick. Have a good one. Dave Stalla, owner of Stalla Building Solutions and former star player with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. You're listening to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast from 900 CHML. This week, we are celebrating all things Africa. Yeah, earlier this week was Africa Day. We had uh, a, a number of events on uh, yesterday as well. More on tap today and tomorrow as well. And here to tell us all about it is the co-chair of the Hamilton Black Health Community Leaders Forum, Ike Abasi. Ike, good morning. How are you? I'm good morning, Rick. I'm fine. How are you? I'm I'm tremendously uh, okay, and that's because we're celebrating all things Africa. It is a continent that has so many diverse cultures, and yes. we get to, uh, as I said, celebrate it this week. So what has been going on this week? Well, this week we've been um, having a series of events celebrating Africa Day. And I just want to point out that, like you said, Africa is a continent. Some people think Africa is a country. But it actually is a continent, and it contains a lot of countries. So we're celebrating everything Africa uh, this, uh, this whole week. Uh, we started off uh, on the 25th with uh, press release. Yesterday we had a wonderful time at uh, uh, the Hamilton Urban Core Community Center, where we celebrated my heritage, my health, where we showcased you know healthy African food and you know promoted health activities. We had a uh, uh, we had cancer screening. We had uh, people taking COVID vaccine. Actually, we ran out of vaccine, and we had a lot of uh, uh, of our partners there to help you know uh, spread the word about Africa Day. Why is it important to do this? It's very important to do this because um, we, as Canada, is a multicultural country, as you know, and we as Africans, we 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 have to we kind of been on the back burner a lot. So we want to step up and let people know that that we are proud African Canadians and we want to showcase that Africa is a continent of diverse people and wonderful people and wonderful culture. Uh, there's an event today called When the Village Speaks. Tell us about that. Yeah. Now, the When the Village Speaks is for is us coming together as uh, you know, uh, as a community, as a people talking about the different health issues that we face, the mental health issues that black people face, but peculiar to black, you know, uh, you know, uh, peculiar to blacks. And we would just want to, you know, get people together to talk about this. We come from a community, you know, uh, where people don't really talk about health issues, don't really want to, you know, uh, uh, bring it to the forefront. So we want to bring it to the forefront, let people know that it's okay to talk and discuss and get these issues out there. Why is there that hesitancy? Why does that exist? It has to do with cultural thing. It, it has to do with way back from most of us grew up in Africa. And in Africa, um, especially when it comes to mental health, we don't talk about it. Mental health is something that's hidden. Like it's a hidden, it's a taboo, let's put it that way, uh, which shouldn't be. But we have that hesitancy to talk about things. And remember when the pandemic started, we was the big, uh, the black population really were very hesitant to take the vaccine just because a lot of false information put out there. So that was where 
this uh, Hamilton Black Health Community Leader. So we started. We needed to bring uh, people back into the mainstream of medicine and make sure that people get the right help they need. Get the help they need. Our guest on Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML is Ike Abasi, co-chair of the Hamilton Black Health Community Leaders Forum. And we're talking about all things Africa this week as there are a number of celebrations and events to mark this occasion. Uh, at today's town hall meeting, When the Village Speaks, how can people uh, get involved? What time does it start? Where can they go? Okay, it's going to be virtual. So we have um, uh, posted this on our website. If you go to our website, Hamilton Black uh, Health Community Leader Forum, it's there. We put a Zoom link uh, where you register. Uh, the event starts from 6.30 p.m. and all the way to 8.30 p.m. So it's virtual, so you can see the comfort of your home, your office, your car, whatever, and be able to join in and be able to let your voice out. What do you expect to hear? Well, we expect to hear people coming up with questions about their health. Remember, one of the things is this: we we found out that uh, especially peculiar for Africans, we have health challenges that are very peculiar to Africans: uh, diabetes, high blood pressure, you know, uh, uh, prostate issues. These are issues where uh, people sometimes don't really talk about it or don't really seek help, or sometimes when they do. They are not understood by the medical uh, system that we have because the medical system is not geared towards being culturally sensitive. So that's an opportunity for people to come out and air their views and let us know what you know what their thoughts are. Tomorrow you have another and uh, one final event, and this might be maybe the biggest one or the most important one. It's called Africa yeah. Unite, Africa yeah. Day Celebrations, in which you're officially launching the Hamilton Black Health Community Leaders Forum. Yeah. What's going to happen? So that, we, that, like you said, it's an official launch of the Hamilton Black Health Community Leaders Forum. But apart from that, we're going to showcase uh, uh, different uh, uh, African and black businesses so we have a lot of vendors there. There will be entertainment, African entertainment. There will be African food, different food from different countries. Remember that uh, this forum is made up of countries from Cameroon, Chad, Congo Democratic Republic, uh, Ghana, Kenya, Nigeria, Rwanda, Somalia, South Africa, Zimbabwe. So they're all coming together. Uh, uh, you know, so you're going to have wonderful uh, meals, you know, and, and then health promotions will be there. We'll have uh, 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 you know, cancer screening for people and all that. So we have quite a lot planned for that day. But the main thing there is to unite Africa. We'll have African leaders coming to speak to us. We'll have a keynote address by the uh, direct, executive director of uh, the Hamilton Urban Corps, who have been very, very tremendous help for, you know, in all we have been doing. They have been a very big help to us. Well, you had me at food because I think food, like music, is an international language. Everyone can everyone can speak to that language, right? Yes, yes, yes definitely. So we're going to have wonderful food from all the countries. So different countries. So you know, we call people to drop by to come to the event. They will enjoy nice, wonderful uh, entertainment, African entertainment, and we'll have wonderful food too. And also, we we'll also promote the health health part of it, which is our main target. How, how do you think this whole week and all these events that are being held, how is it going to unite the local African community going forward? So we're hoping, it will do, you know, this is our, one of our primary hopes and our primary aims, which is to get all the leaders together. And so far, so far, we have had tremendous response. We've had, you know, uh, the leaders of the countries that I pointed out have been all supportive, and we hope to continue on that. So that's why this tomorrow's event is very, very crucial for us, because we'll have flag raising, we'll have all these member uh, uh, community leaders coming out to speak to their people, encouraging them to, you know, uh, 
to members of this forum and also to, in, in, in various ways, bring us together, closer together. Because the truth of the matter is this. There's a lot of uh, uh, African countries represented in Hamilton. There's so, so many of them, especially with the refugees and all that. So we need them to come together, and that's why we're doing this. We're promoting this event. Ike, I love your passion and your energy. Uh, congratulations on all the things that already have been achieved this week, and good luck with today and tomorrow's event. And uh, we'll talk to you down the road. Thank you very much, 900 CHML. We appreciate your support. And as well, as we appreciate the support of all our partners, College Burrell, uh, YWCA, Urban Corps, the Olive Branch of Hope, and Center de Santé. We thank them all for their wonderful support. You're very welcome. Thanks, Ike. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. That's Ike Avasi, co-chair of the Hamilton Black Health Community Leaders Forum. You can partake in their virtual event tonight. Go online to register HamiltonBlackHealthCommunityForum.org. Thanks for listening to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday mornings from 530 to 9 on 900 CHML and online at 900CHML.com. The Good Morning Hamilton podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Podcast. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free, so you never miss an episode. And make sure you rate and review.